ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Two Average Brown Bros podcast. I'm your host, Prashank. And I'm your host, Andres. And today is March 14, 2022, and it's a brand new Monday. Andres, what's happening on this great Monday? Well, on this great Monday, it's officially on our anniversary since we posted our actual first episode. Yes, it's a special Monday. <laughs> How did you celebrate the one year? How did I celebrate the one year? Um, honestly, nothing too special. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just a regular Monday with school and coffee. And that's about it. How would you reshank? Um, I just listened to some of the older podcasts. It was pretty cool. Just I think we've talked about so much in the last year, so I'm excited to see what's what we're gonna do going forward. Yeah, that sounds lovely. The good old days. Exactly. So, what else did you learn this week, Andreas? What did I learn this week? Oh, this week I actually watched the twin, the Tinder Swindler. A documentary on Netflix. So I learned about this horrible man scamming women in Europe. So that's why I learned about his case and everything. And I, then I just got mad because he's free. Like he's like he went to jail for five months and now he's free. So you know, I learned I learned about that. How about you, man? What did you learn this week? Uh, something unique and short but nothing too exciting but um so i was looking up rubrics cube and like i don't know how to solve it my brother does but i was it interests me how it's pretty cool like sometimes you know growing up i used to think that it was like a magic but apparently it's just boring old science Mm -hmm. and mathematics but in 2010 a group of mathematics mathematicians and computer programming programmers proved that any rubrics cube can be solved in at most 20 moves which is pretty cool because, like, if I had a Rubik's Cube in front of me and I played around with it in 20 moves, would I be able to solve it? Probably not because you'd probably have to have, like, a general idea of what to do. You can't just do the same thing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But it's still pretty cool on seeing, you know, people do those Rubik's Cubes really fast, whether it's 3x3, 4x4, 5x5, or however big it is. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's one of the really cool things about Rubik's Cube is... Uh, so there are about 43 quintillion possible possible configurations of a Rubik's cubes. So that's, that's a huge number. So, you know, obviously going back and forth between one, two moves is not going to help you solve it. You have to have, know what you're doing to actually solve it. But yeah, it can be solved in 20 moves. That's impressive. I would say that. Maybe I should give that a try. Yeah, I think that's on my to-do list. I, I have so many things to do, but I just can't seem to find... The motivation to do it because it's too cold right now mm-hmm. okay okay i'm exaggerating it's not too cold but the snow is weighing me down um, li- literally and figuratively because you know a little <laughs> bit of rant but ottawa got a whole bunch of snow a couple days ago and literally i had to shovel so much that my wrist started hurting so i'm like just over shoveling the snow and this is only my what first winter living in ottawa <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Eastern Canada when it's all about snow. 
Exactly. So we left the uh, minus 30 and 40s, I mean, for the long periods of time, but then we got like 30 inches of snow instead, I think. Yeah, well, it's one thing for the other, but honestly, I mean, I don't have to shovel, so I don't know what the feeling is, but I personally prefer the cold, like the, uh, the snow over the super cold winter. Yep, I'm with you on that. I'm going to complain about snow because that's what I do, but I definitely like this more than the minus 40s and 50s at Saskatchewan. Oh, dear, hands, hands down. So, Andres, today, you know, I already started this episode with a little bit of rant, but I want to talk a little bit about just life in general. You know, this is our second year of the podcast, and let's just talk about life. Let's have some fun with it, and then, you know, we'll find other topics to talk about going forward. Sounds good. Let's just, you know, let's just keep the poll rolling. So, you know, like with any other essays, let's go from the general to the specific. Andres, how is your life right now, and what do you think of life in you know, in general terms. How's my life right now? Well, life, life right now is just a big roller coaster, you know? Um, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's stressful, sometimes it's just too much to handle at once. But overall, I would say that life is good. I, even though I complain and all that, life is good. You know, who would have said it's almost a year of, uh, almost finished my first year for my master's so that is flying by pretty quick um i've been enjoying my life out in the east coast uh even though like yeah sometimes i get homesick but now it's double homesick um so it's homesick from from home like mexico city but homesick then now from sask as well but you know i really enjoy it like slow like I've been enjoying living over here, hanging out with friends, exploring the city, um, you know, getting to do what I really enjoy, um, either in or outside of class. So, so far, life is good. There's, like I said, ups and downs, as per usual. Um, sometimes it's hard to get through those, some of those. But overall, overall, I cannot complain. Life, life is good. How would you be saying? How 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 would you describe your life at the moment? Yeah, see, some that's where I'm conflicted because most of the times I'm like, hey, life is pretty good. You know, I'm healthy. My parents, my brother is healthy. They're doing good in life. I'm doing good in life. You know, I'm lucky to have a job that pays me well, and I can you know work from home in even in the middle of a pandemic. So overall, you know, I have really nothing to complain about because. I'm doing what I need to do in order to survive. I know there's so many people out there struggling every day just to put food on the table. They're having hard times making ends meet. So for me, you know, I'm blessed in life. But obviously, you know, that doesn't that doesn't mean we don't have our own issues in life. You know, that doesn't downplay our own like concerns and stuff because I feel like everyone has those. And for me, honestly, for the most part, life is good. But things that gets me down is obviously the long winters. You know, I, you know me already, and most list, most of our listeners know me already. I love the summers. I love the long hot days. Mm -hmm. And, and but for the most part, right now, I think life is just about finding a balance in everything. And I know that sounds really cliche, but I think it's true because, yeah, while I do enjoy my work, I do enjoy all that. But sometimes I find a kind of feel it's unfair because you know i'm like i'm working every day 
eight to five or whatever, Monday to Friday, yet I'm making less than some people who do nothing all day and just make money out of nowhere, right? Like selling farts. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad you saw my Instagram story the other day because that's one of the things that got me thinking the other day. You know, I I went into my little think bubble and I was just thinking, I'm like, there's so many people out there becoming overnight influ influencers on Instagram or TikTok going viral. You know, they're streaming video games, music, whatever it is, and making money just like that. Obviously, that's not easy work for the most part. Um And obviously those are, you know, people that are good at what they do. But at the same time, some people just get super lucky. And and I think sometimes you just have to be at the right place at the right moment. Um, whereas, you know, a lot of my friends, a lot of the people I know, they have literally had to work their ass off to get where they are. And I think the reason I like got into this headspace was how Kim Kardashian the other day said to women, you know, get out, get off your ass and get to work that which I found super tone deaf to be um, coming from her, especially, you know, like obviously she is successful in her own way, but let's be honest, she hasn't really done legit hard work that most people do, you know, like people that work minimum wage jobs right now are looking at her and thinking, what the hell is she saying? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I don't know. That it was very insensible of her to say such a comment. Cause yeah, like she might have worked hard or like support to build her brand and whatever, but like it's super, like you said, super toned up, especially given the place of privilege that she comes from. Like she, like where his, like her father and like his stepdad and everything, like she, just seems like oh yeah uh like saying like oh no that didn't have anything to do when we all know it has everything to do with with the way she managed to succeed Exactly. And I mean, it, obviously, you know, Twitter was blowing up on it and it kind of hit me the wrong way, too, because it's like, you know, so many people like take the war in Ukraine, Russia right now like that. People are struggling to find their families. You know, people are dying. And for people like wherever they are, for the rich people that just kind of ignored, ignore all of that and just do their own thing. Or even another example that hit me a lot harder this year was. You know, at the beginning of COVID, everyone said, oh, we're all in this together. We're going to get through this together. But as time went on, you kind of saw that wasn't true because obviously the rich, they can just get away from all their problems here, right? Most of them have private islands or private planes or private yachts, whatever. They, they can just ignore the issues of the world and escape. Whereas most of us common people, we can't do that. And it kind of sucks because, of course, like they made that montage. One uh, video montage of everyone saying, oh, we're in this together. But clearly, none of us were really together because everyone's going through different, different things, right? The single mom living in New York trying to provide for her kids is not feeling the same way as someone who gets paid like a lot in Hollywood. Mm, yeah, circumstances are very different. Absolutely. So I think that like for me, myself, sometimes I just I feel like life is just so unfair and it is unfair. Because it's almost you have you have to be extremely privileged to realize where you're born and when you were born, right? Like it comes down to pretty much luck on how your life is gonna turn out, and that's I feel like there's really nothing you can do about it. But it kind of sucks because I feel like everyone deserves an equal chance, equal footing. 
Yeah, well, yeah, like, I mean, we that that's the hope, right? But the way the system is built uh, definitely favors some people over others. And I think right now it's a, we're in the age of rectifying all of that. Definitely it's going to take a while, but it's just basically some some people have to uh, have more work to do because they, they one, have to fight for what they want to do, but two, they also have to fight a system that was not made for them, which is like, it's like a very tragic and unfortunate reality. Yeah, I guess that's just life. And, you know, people do say life is unfair and I fully agree, but I wish there was something that we could do to help people or like even ourselves. Cause I feel like sometimes we just get so down in the dumps about our own life. Cause we always see, you know, the biggest, I love social media. I really do. But one of the biggest problems I have with it is you always comparing your, your worst moments when else's, amazing moments on Instagram because Instagram, even Facebook is all about that showing what you're doing at your highlights, you know, the best of your days. Mm -hmm. And for me, like I love seeing other people do that, but sometimes I feel crap about myself because it's like, wait, I'm not that successful or I, Hey, I'm not, why am I not traveling like this person? You know, like, especially those people that seem to travel every day or every week, it's like, Hey, what am I doing wrong that I can't do that? Or, but circumstances for everyone is so different, right? So it's kind of like, how do you go beyond that and just help yourself while not feeling bad about your situation? Because obviously we don't have it the worst. Uh, yes, absolutely. I mean, not all of us have a trust fund, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wish I did. <laughs> Me too. If my parents are listening, where's my trust fund? yeah exactly and like that i think that's where for me that where it hits me the hardest because it's like you know not just not just even myself even some of my friends you know my family especially and even you andres like when i came to montreal you know you went to school and you worked at night like i feel like that's so taxing and tolling like obviously you got to do what you got to do you know it's part of life but i feel like that's just so takes a toll on everyone's like mental health obviously you know that's big and I just wish there was like different ways to go about it, but I don't know what the ultimate situation or how to help anyone is. Uh, I think honestly, it's just <laughs> uh, it's just trying to find a way to make the system work at this time and day and everything. It's just making the system work for you uh, in a certain way, knowing how like how to ask like how to move up the social ladder while things change and the thing I think the best way I don't know the way I see it is the more of like you know the more representation the more POC the more minorities that are able to in a certain way use their privilege some of the privilege they have in order to move up that social ladder and then having some of those people be their representatives and well it like the key point is if they don't forget where they come from if they remain humble and really are willing to work for those that still are facing some of the inequities and social injustices, then true change can happen. But that's the thing. And there's not a lot of one, either there's not a lot of representation in the areas that we need representation in, in order to make change or two, those who have made it there in a certain way, have forgotten about the others that are still facing those uh, those injustices and like that part of life that's unfair you know uh, so uh in that way sometimes that's sometimes like what makes me sad is like seeing people in positions that you can make change but you're choosing not to
So. So why do you think that is like, why do you think people that have gone through the struggle and, you know, they get to the top, but then when they look back, they don't really help out. Like, why do you think that is? Well, I think one is like as simple as greed, right? Uh, you know, you start seeing income, you say, start seeing profits, uh, you know, you start getting accustomed to like a certain lifestyle and you just don't want to let that go, right? And like, like with humans, um, money, power, prestige, and all of that can really corrupt anyone and can really get under the skin of people, you know? So uh, I think there's that. And I think another one is like throughout like our society, like the value of social responsibility and citizenship uh, is just not taught or something that, you know, many of many people just haven't developed that sense of social responsibility and citizenship. Uh, that you know sometimes like in the past that was like something like a source of pride so i think that's like that's another thing it's like yeah one is on the individuals and them you know being persuaded by the luxuries of life which i mean there's nothing wrong like if people work hard yes you you you're entitled to spend your money however you want to but that sense of social response then that's when the so like the sense of social responsibility and citizenship, uh, it gets forgotten, right? Um, or a lot of them, like, and I see it even, like, with people very close to me, it, they think that, like, oh, I went through the struggles to make it all the way here. If I could do it, other people can do it. So it's the mentality, like, everyone should be able to push through. Uh, but some people still uh, fail to acknowledge that. Uh, in a certain way, yeah, you fought through it, but uh, there's like if you really analyze your situation, there's certain things of like uh, counting as blessings, counted as something, but there were opportunities that you had privilege in order to move on. Uh, to move on, so I think that's another thing is people, people like saying like it's like with internships when people are like, when I was an intern, I didn't get paid, and that's their reasoning to not pay new interns. Uh, is the same reasoning over here for some people. It's like, if I had to fight every day of my life to get here, uh, everyone else should do the same, right? But people do not acknowledge that. 20, 25 years ago, some circumstances looked very differently than they do right now. Um, so uh, I think it's a lot of still thinking, kind of like in the past days, and people are trying to apply that to what's happening nowadays, but it's just simply not the reality. If anything, there's many, many studies that have shown that, yeah, things have changed for the better, but inequities and social injustices either have remained the same or they have become worse. So we can have a better healthcare system. That doesn't mean that it's helping everyone the same way. So, you know, there's there's many things that people just don't realize that that, that are happening in the background. It's not that people... Like, yeah, there's some people that are lazy, like, yeah, they are, but that's not the only fault of why people are not able to achieve certain things. Yeah, I know when you said, you know, that that conversation, you like brought up how the conversation about student loans when people were like, oh, we should, you know, obviously younger generations, like, 
we should cancel student loans, blah, blah, blah. But then the older generation is like, no, if I have to pay it, you all have to pay it. You get off your butt, you work and you pay it. But it's like that back in the day, the, everything was so much cheaper. Nowadays, thing shit is expensive, you know? Mm-hmm. So even canceling a portion of student loans would have helped so much. Like for me personally, I paid like almost 30, 40 grand in student loans. And if, you know, some, if they canceled that when I was paying for it, I would be so happy. I'd be so much be well better off than I am now. And that's
Yeah, well, the thing is, like, you know, it's all about profits, profits, profits nowadays, uh, as many companies have shown. And you and I watched together the Boeing documentary, Bridget, and, you, like, one of the biggest takeaways is, like, Boeing, bang. It was incredible just to see a company that was really dedicated to the engineering of, uh, of like, like creating and innovating what um, what air travel look like, right? Like aerospace and everything um, related to that. Um, just have its core values uh, jeopardized by introducing into the upper levels of the company people that were just interested and profits and interested in how well their stock will be doing in wall street right we're in like at the beginning boeing was like a company purely for the engineering how can we advance planes and shuttles and all of that and you can see a little bit of like when you compare it to airbus right like um you can see why sometimes one does better than the other one yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, we did watch that together. And kind of, you know, growing up a big Boeing fan, even now, like I love airplanes. I love the rivalry between Boeing and Airbus. But yeah, that documentary, I guess, you know, it was, it, it was one-sided, but it did show like a big failure in Boeing and how they, you know, failed to step up when it mattered. And I feel like that's just, like you said, people, um, companies and people putting profits over other people. And it kind of sucks to see because, there's so much potential in the world. There's think about it. There's more than seven and a half billion people on earth. Everyone has such unique stories and potential, you know, obviously not everyone is good. There's a lot of bad in the world too, but majority of the people are good and it sucks to see lots of potentials just being wasted or just not fortunate enough to be in a position to help the world. Exactly. And I think it's just, you know, some people are, they have different priorities, you know, like some people, they're just trying to make ends meet and just have a job that will provide for rent and provide to put food on the table. And I mean, those are basic needs. And if the countries we're living in are not able to satisfy the basic needs of their population, then um, people have to find ways to be able to do that. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, life is just funny because, I mean, the simplest way to think about it is just where are you now versus where were you 15 years ago versus where will you be in 15 years from now, right? It, there's just so many, like you said at the at the beginning of the podcast, just a bunch of roller coaster rides goes up and down, up and down. And I think finding that balance of up and down, up versus down even, is that's a key because obviously if you really think about it life can be depressing like you know there's so many things wrong with the world and and i think the media plays into a big role in that because positive headlines never generate clicks right there's always a negative down oh murder here bombing here blah 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 here it's always down 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 but those are the ones that generate re revenue so kind of you know you see all that but there is so much to life than just all the negative things there's so many pauses but i wish it was more prevalent to a lot of people because I feel like, especially with COVID, mental health has been 
down for, I would say, pretty much everyone across the world. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And do you know that sometimes, like, something, like, that many people did not want to put uh, that much effort into? And it's like, yes, you just have to do this, this, and that. But uh, I think in many places, mental health was put on the back burner when it really should not have. I think it should have been a priority as well as handling an infectious disease that was putting a lot of uh, pressure in the healthcare system. And you, we know the story, but I think many places put mental health as a back burden, but they did not see it as like um, as collateral damage that will come from this. And I think moving on, um, that's something that we will have to study and see how how uh, uh, the mental health of society overall has changed from uh, has changed from living through what we would say uh, a generation full of once in a lifetime <laughs> events, right? Um, but we shall see how it works. But it is that it's just I think. At the end of the day, uh, well, even though we keep on bringing it back to COVID, I think it is the moving forward has to be done very carefully because I personally, I like, yes, like part of me is like, let's return back to normal in terms of like, just be out in society, but not necessarily in the way things are structured. Because if we continue to move on forward, as normal as how things were structured, as how our systems work, uh, ultimately they're gonna fail again. They have shown time after time that they failed. Uh, so if we don't use this opportunity to actually reconstruct some of those things, uh, we're bound to do to make the same mistake again. And I think we have a good opportunity, but once again, uh, the people that are capable of that. Uh, lately, lately, it's been a lot of talking and talking, but no one is really doing the walking. So, yep, so. absolutely. And sorry, I cut you off, but I before I forget, it's true though because I feel like this goes back to what you said earlier. You know, people that have gone through the struggle get to the top, and then they kind of just forget. Yeah. Um, or yeah, they just say like, oh yeah, we're gonna deal with that. But the dealing with that never comes, right? Um, and I just feel, you know, I think also like once again, it comes to people's personal beliefs, people's personal morals and all of that. But um, it just, lately we've become a very selfish, society that as long as it's something is working out for you you're gonna keep on doing it but once it stops working out for you then uh i mean yeah like you have to look for your own good but uh there's a limit to when you're jeopardizing the good of others uh, and i think that's something that i don't know i feel like as a canadian society uh we are better than just trying to look for our own personal selfish good. You know, I think at some point you like the country was recognized for 
its social value and its social responsibility? Uh, when did we stray away from that? Pretty sure everyone can pinpoint in time when that got straight away. Um, but I think, I don't know, part of me wishes that we're going, like, we we could, like, stop being so selfish. <laughs> Is that too much to ask? Probably. You think humans are, you know, selfish by birth? Or do you think society makes us that way then? Uh, I think it's, I think on that, I think it's a question both of nature and nurture. Um, I think part of us, of course, like it's the instinct of survival, right? And that is like a nature thing, but at the same time it's nurtured, right? Depending on the way you're raised is the way that you're, uh, you're going to be grown, growing, growing up as. So like if you, you grow up in an environment that is immersed in helping others, that uh, constantly volunteering, constantly helping out others, doing campaigns, uh, constantly seeing how others live and like, you know, acknowledging your privilege and all of that throughout. Of course, like when you grow up, you, like those are some things that stick to your mind, right? So like if you make it to the top, some of those people are the ones like, yeah, maybe for tax reasons, they put foundations uh, because it's for their benefit. But at the same time, some of those foundations are actually because they meant like when people spoke speak about them, they mean something to them, right? There's yeah, of course, like tax implications to them, but that some of them actually do the work because they uh, they see value in it compared to people that they're raising environments in which they they just don't see outside the bubble. And you can see like when people that haven't experienced the world they have no idea what else is going outside of the bubble. You can see how narrow-minded they can be and how um, selfish they can uh, they can be and they're not willing to learn. So, uh, yeah, from nature, there's the instinct of surviving because, you know, as a species, we want to be able to keep on having humans on Earth, uh, but also as a matter of nurture, depending on how you're raised and depending on the environment, not only raised, but the environment that you surround yourself throughout any stage of life uh, will also determine uh, how, how sometimes how selfish some selfish some people might be. Exactly. And well, talking about privilege, I think one of the things that caught the headlines this week was also uh, Naomi Osaka, you know, she was brought to tears by a heckler at the tennis match. And I mean, you know, there's hecklers that are really shitty. You know, they give death threats to people and stuff. But obviously this heckler, all she said was you suck or something. And, you know, Osaka was crying over that. And for me, and the other story that happened was Russell Westbrook, a basketball player. He's been playing, playing really bad this year. And he, his nickname when he plays bad is Westbrook. So nothing really derogatory, nothing bad. And the media was calling him that, you know, people were calling him that, fans were calling that, and he got upset because, you know, they're like, mm, he's the people are ruining my name. Mm -hmm. But in these cases, I think, you know, both these athletes, they get paid so much. And I know money doesn't fix mental health issues, but when you're getting paid that much and you are expected on, to perform at a high level, I think those hecklers, you know, those fans are going to be there. You can't do anything about them. Um but complaining about that, I think that's also out of touch because it's like, you know, if any of us was in the same position, of course, we wouldn't hate it. But it comes with a territory when you're a professional athlete, you know, professional anything, 
you're going to have haters. And I think a lot of, a lot of athletes do a good job of just, you know, getting past that because they realize how privileged they are and the money they make, the travels they do, you know, just amazing lives. But I think when I read, read these two headlines, I just got caught off side because I'm like, wait, I understand. But at the same time, like I, I understand prioritizing mental health is big, but at the same time, come on like you know if i got paid that much would i be able to handle it maybe you know maybe it's easier said than done but at the same time i feel like if you're getting paid 44 million a year like westbrook i think you can take a couple of hecklers here and there you know i get i, I see a point on that but i think at the end of the day um there's like um i think something i learned like you know working with like working with students and working in mental health uh sometimes there's like a difference between what you need to like you like what you sign up to take on right uh, and a difference where you have to draw the line and it's like this is outside of the bounds of it you know so you know working with students and working with people that deal with mental health like you know I, you sign up for uh for it to be mentally draining right um you know that it's going to be emotionally taxing uh you know that sometimes you're going to get reactions that those are the, the ones that you were not planning for. But I think uh, for me, when where I drew the line was when like a student or like whoever I was working with was starting to be disrespectful towards me. Uh, I like, I did not sign up for that. I signed up to help you out. I signed up for, yeah, like helping you through the roller coaster that you're going through. But at the moment, someone is being disrespectful um, towards my person or towards my staff and everything. That's where I drew the line because we didn't sign up for that. And I think in certain times with celebrities and actors and all of that, I think, yes, like you're signing up to be up in the, in the public eye, but at the same time, there's like, you know, uh, everyone deserves respect. And I think, uh, there's a line like there's the, like, and with this thing, there's so it's not a very clear line, but there's a fine line that it comes from like, you know, uh, we would expect better from you. You have access to resources. You should be using these resources to the type of hacklers that just go beyond. And their mission is not just to, you know, positive feedback to the athlete, positive feedback to the actors of like, or holding them accountable. It's more of like, let's bring them down. Let's destroy them in a certain way, right? Uh, God knows why the reasoning is, but it's more, in a negative way and i think that's like kind of like of course media has not been doing a good job <laughs> at portraying what are some of like what's good about like fan criticism to what some of the negatives are about fans being possessive or being super critical or and those that want to to out outright just bring someone down for the pleasure of bringing them down uh, and there's like, of course, people that, uh, people that deserve, uh, people that I wouldn't say deserve, but some of their comments make them worthy of like coming after them. Just such like Kim Kardashian telling women to just go to work. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we see that a lot. I think a lot of celebrities, they are, they're out of touch, uh, majority of them. And it all goes back to, you know, people that have gone through the struggle and they get to the top and they kind of just say, F it, like, I don't care anymore. I don't know what it is, but it you're, it probably is agreed, like you said. 
selfishness. You know, people never really change, I think. People stay true to who they are, even though they say, oh, I've changed over the years. Not really. Like, their true personality stays the same. So, and I'll be honest, I don't know why a lot of people look up to people like that. I truly don't. Like, the whole thing with celebrity worship, I totally don't understand it. Like, of course, you're going to have idols here and there, but like, completely putting people on a pedestal, I don't think that's right because. Everyone has their flaws. You know, at the end of the day, celebrities, athletes, they're still people. Um, you know, obviously, they were a little bit better than others in some regards. But for the most part, people, they're still people. Um, so I feel like that kind of thing is kind of where I draw the line. And even, you know, going back to the whole financial aspects, I think people just don't understand the struggle of, of living in today's world because it's not cheap. You know, even... Going to the groceries is so expensive. You go to the groceries, you buy two bags, it's $100 there right there. And especially now with gas prices, you know, petrol prices being super high, it's not expensive. But obviously the people that are in charge, it doesn't matter to them because they have different ways of getting around. <laughs> Oh yes, um, uh, yeah, just life is just not matching the type expectations, but that's because of everything going on around the world, which sucks. Exactly. So I guess, you know, this episode has been pretty down and kind of pessimistic. But I guess, Andres, like, personally, what do you do to counteract that pessimism that just contains the whole world at times? It feels like the whole world, you know, maybe it's a depression. It's something else related to like that, you know, that pessimism. But how do you counteract that in your own life? Uh, just take some nice gummy bears and go to bed. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, sometimes it's a good way, but um, I just, you know, for me, it's just trying. I, 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 I hate saying, like, try to find the positive in things. No. For me, it's just like, what can I, some of the lessons, if it, there's a lesson to be learned, I'll try to dig dig for it but if things happen that they're sad and things like that you know for me it's a lot of like you'll figure you'll you'll learn about it later I don't put pressure on myself or like trying to figure out a life lesson at the moment like it situations happen uh but later on I will see why they happen and I think life in like I keep on reminding myself that even now my lot more often nowadays because looking back I'll be like that happened for a reason like now i understand why it happened but at the moment i didn't so i just keep on reminding myself like some of the decisions right now that i'm making might not seem as clear but they will be clearer later on um so that's one way that i go about it and another one is just i truly truly enjoy the little things that i have so like Uh, you know, uh, on Sunday, we went and watched a friend play tennis and just enjoy that. Um, do I have other things going on? Do I have other things to worry about? Yes, I do. But at the time, it was just spending time with friends, watching our friend play tennis, cheering him on. And I just enjoyed that. I just like, yes, like bills will come that I'll have to pay. School will come that I'll have to complete assignments. Yes, but at the time being, I gave myself the time to relax, the time to just enjoy myself. And I think that's one of the best ways that I can go about, like, 
dealing with some of like the big stresses of life is giving myself those pocket of air that I can just enjoy myself. Even if that's just literally laying on my couch, binging Netflix or playing Switch. Uh, but I try to give myself uh, those tiny pockets of air. Uh, and it can be a very tiny one every week, but I would not go more than like three weeks without giving myself like a big, like a big relief, like a big, like this weekend, I am not doing anything. Uh, I think a month is the max I can go without that. But I usually try to make something happen every two to three weeks. Yes, it's, I need that. And it's a way to distress. And I just don't just focus on me and just enjoy life. I think that's the best. The what I've learned uh, the past because your stresses will be there after. Your bills will be there after. Your worries will be there after. You just got to give yourself some time to enjoy. Because if you don't enjoy your life right now, when like when are you going to be able to enjoy it? That's my biggest point. And I think uh, I've there's so many things that have happened through life that made me realize that I should just enjoy life. And then I'll worry about other things moving on. How about you, Prishang? Yeah, that's what I'm struggling with the most these days. It's, you know, I feel like sometimes you just get stuck in that rut and you don't know how to escape because it's like, you know, it seems like the whole, not like the whole, not, whole world isn't against you, but just the world. There's no really positives happening in the world lately. But, and sometimes I think that's the biggest thing because obviously life isn't bad, right? Life for us anyway, life is pretty good for the most part. But obviously when you look at the news, when you read other things, it's like, well, this is happening, this is happening. Like, how do you just escape that? And that's what I've been trying to teach myself a lot lately. It's like, well, what can I do? Like, a lot of things that are beyond my control, I can't really stress. And I don't stress about those things. But there's lots of things in my control that I'm like, well, I should have done this. I should have done this. But I think with like with anything in life, the biggest thing is just learning from life. You know, just in general, just learning from whatever it is, whether it's from other people or other things or nature or yourself, you know, your past you just learning because I think ultimately that's what life, how life gets better is learning from everything. Mm -hmm. um, what, you know, when you're younger, one of the biggest things that tell you is when life gives you um, lemons, make lemonade. But with that, I think comes, there's so many things that we didn't think about, you know, obviously if life gives you lemons, you got to make lemonade, but for lemonade, you need water, you need sugar, you need, you know, glass jars, you need to make sure it tastes good, all this, you got to make sure it doesn't get ruined, all that. There's so many other things to life than just making lemonade. And again, I think that comes with the learning part, right? So obviously, as you get older, you learn, oh, I need to take care of this. I need to get this. I need to put it in the fridge. I need to get ice. I need to get sugar. So like, I think just learning from everyone everything even nature you can learn so much from nature alone and sometimes you know if things are beyond your control i think you just gotta say screw it like if i can't do anything about it why am i stressing about it you know and for the most part i think i've done a pretty good job at not stressing over things and especially in university you know i literally stress never occurred to me in university only a couple times but now working it's like a whole new like playing field and you're trying to learn everything all over again because university really didn't prep you for the real life yeah there's so much 
more than university could be doing. That's that's absolutely for sure. And I think going back to the lemonade metaphor, I think it's just what type of lemonade you want to do. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Does does it also always have to be sweet? Can it be sour? Can it be a pink lemonade? Uh, do you just want the lime juice? I think it's just very, I think, like you said, like we're all narrowed down into one version of what that lemonade should look like. But I think nowadays there's different ways of what lemonade, uh, what lemonade looks like. And if it's like a time that you just stay at home reading, doing what you enjoy, or a walk around your neighborhood just to like decompress and not think about anything, go ahead and do that. I think we've been trapped and we've been taught to be in like a very go, go, go modality and mindset that for many of us taking a break seems counterintuitive, but it is very so much necessary that we have to retrain ourselves into like telling ourselves basically you it's okay to take a break it's okay to not be at a hundred every single time uh, and that it's okay that there's gonna be good and bad days I think a lot of that wasn't taught or like we were programmed in a certain way conditioned throughout our growing up that those things were not okay <laughs> and nowadays we realize that those things are as important as the others so it's just um, I think for a lot of our generation is that retraining and trying, like some people might see it like going against this status quo, but it's basically we're just acknowledging that there's other things more important than just in a certain way uh, what the world seems to be saying like, oh, this is a pinnacle of, of stability when there's other things to take into consideration in order to build that stability that everyone looks after. Uh, I think our generation is trying to do a little bit more soul searching in terms of like, what does that stability really mean? Uh, is it only financially and economically or are there other factors that need to be put in place in order to to justify uh, being a holistic, stable human being? Absolutely. And, you know, I, I agree with everything you said and I, looking back, I think, you know, there's just so much learning opportunities and sometimes, you know, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to feel like you're stuck in a rut, but just know there's so many things, support that you can get out there, you know, whether it's your friends, family, coworkers or anything, there's just, don't feel afraid, don't feel, you know, don't be afraid to just reach out to someone because Honestly, I bet you a lot of people that you know are going through the same stuff because we're all humans at the end of the day. You know, we all feel similar. We all do similar things. And that's one of the things I've uh, realized a lot recently through social media is we do a lot of things, the same thing, you know, like growing up, I used to do, I can't think of it right now, but there's so many things that I would do that are thinking, oh, it's just me. But then when you grow up, it's like, wait, the whole world does this, right? One of the key examples I can think of is growing up when we were in cars, you know, in a kid and you're going, coming back from somewhere with your parents and your family, you know, you saw the moon up there and you thought the moon was following you and the whole ride home, you're like, hey, the moon's following me. And throughout childhood, you're like, hey, that's, that only happens to me. The, the moon likes me, whatever. 
but then grow, when you grow up, you realize, hey, that's happened to everyone, you know? Mm-hmm. Obviously, obviously, there's a scientific purpose to why the moon is following us like that. But it's more of the metaphor in that, in the sense that, you know, everyone feels the same way. And if you're hurting right now, you know, just know that a lot of us are and we're going to try to be there for you, you know, and we're going to try to teach you the life lessons. And you know what? We're not going to be perfect at it, but we're, we're just going to explain in in our in our like terms as best as we can that is absolutely the best we can do so andres i know we've talked for some time but what's the one what's the biggest challenge you're facing in your life right now and so you know wrap the way for the next however long you need <laughs> i think uh i think the biggest challenge for me i think is like uh it's putting into perspective right um you know, definitely moving, like, and I keep on saying it, moving from work back to just being a full-time student, of course, there's, like, a head that you need to take, so for me, just adjusting some of those expectations, right, and basically reminding myself, like, you know, this is worth it, it's not like you stop working for nothing um, in a certain way, it's like, this is gonna, this is gonna be worth it, this is gonna help you to move on in the future, this is what you want to do, so for me, it's like a constant reminder, like, yes, you gave up in a certain way that, tradi- like, not traditional, but like being an adult in a certain way, you gave up that uh, being on the workforce and all of that, you didn't give it up. You put it on pause in order to be able to come back stronger. Uh, so it's a constant reminder for me. I think that's the biggest struggle, a constant reminder that, uh, like, I mean, a lot of my friends are in the workforce and I chose to go back to school. Uh it's just that reminder that, yeah, it might be harsh right now, but it'll get better late, like very, like, like what's more, what's one more year, right? In terms of that, it's just, just got to push through it. But it's just that constant battling of like, I know what it is to have like a disposable income <laughs> in a certain way. Uh, but uh, I made the decision. So now I just have to have to live with it. How would you appreciate you know, there's so many things I could go and rant about, obviously, but we're going to keep it short and simple. Um, so one of the things that, you know, I really struggle with a lot these days is just making friends, to be honest. Like, you know, I moved to a whole new city, a whole new part of the country. And once you're past university, making friends is the, one of the hardest things to do because a lot of people already have their, you know, their groups and um, pretty much groups formed already. You know what? you're going through that age where if you've been friends with someone, you know, throughout university, you go on trips with them and do things with them. But obviously I moved away. And then the other part of that is a lot of people are starting to, you know, settle down and have kids and get married. I'm not at that level yet either. Right. So it's kind of like, I'm kind of stuck between a lot of worlds where I'm trying to make new friends in a brand new city, but I haven't been able to. And especially with COVID, right, with restrictions and stuff that made it even tougher. So, like, for me, that's been the biggest challenge. And honestly, it's going to take some time, I think. Obviously, once summer comes, you know, I'll join more rec teams and things like that. That's a plan. Mm -hmm. But obviously, it's a lot harder making friends when you're older. And so when you're young, you're going to go through, you're going to make so many friends. You're going to literally be friends with everyone, you know. But as you grow older, your circle becomes smaller. So the people that you do have are probably the most amazing people that you know 
which is amazing. But it kind of sucks when you live like across the world for most of them. And, you know, when you don't see people every day and just a feeling of isolation for me, especially right now, because, you know, I moved away from my parents, my brother, you know, he, he he's in the same city as me, but obviously he's in university. So he has his own life and stuff. So for me, that's been the biggest challenge. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, we just we have you have to learn how kind of like how to navigate it and what that's gonna look like moving forward and what you need to do in order to improve your situation. I think that's where a lot of people get stuck is like, yeah, this is what's happening, but I'm not gonna do anything to improve it. I think one of the biggest steps is realizing what needs to be done in order to improve the situation. Exactly, exactly. And, the, you know, another small thing that not just relevant to me, that's, you know, but a lot of people, I feel like I, I'm sure we've all seen that triangle where you have to pick two out of three uh, corners and the three corners are time, money and energy. You know, when you're young, you have all the time and all the energy, but no money. When you get a little bit older, your working age, you have a lot of money or maybe not a lot of money for a lot of people if you have bills and stuff. but a lot of energy, but not enough time because you're trying to work, you know, you're trying to settle down, you're doing all that. And then when you get older, you have a lot of time and money, but not much energy. And I feel like that's really hitting me right now because it's like, you know, when I was younger, I had all the time in the world and I had so much energy, but obviously financial restrictions, I couldn't do as much as I wanted. Now it's to the point where, okay, I do have a better disposable income and the same amount of energy, but obviously time, there's literally no time because I, you know, when... You work eight to five and then you got to think of dinner and then you got to think of all these other things like bills and all that. It's just so super hard. So it's like, obviously, I'm far from retirement, but I'm not looking forward to that because I know by that time comes, oh, yeah, I'll have the time. I'll have the money. But will the energy be there? No, you know, I'll be 60, 70, 80 years old. So it's kind of, I guess, going back to the beginning of the conversation, life is unfair from the beginning to the end. <laughs> Yes, that's gonna make the most out of it. Exactly. So, Andres, I think, you know, we've done enough ranting and ravings about our lives. Okay, so before, you know, we sign up for the episode, what's the best thing that's happened in your life in the last little bit? Let's end this episode in a positive note. I think for me, um, the best thing that has happened is that I was able to. hit that reset button early enough, I would say that I am content with where I am right now. So I think that's my positive. What's one of the best things that I've done so far? How about you, Rishen? Uh, for me, just being able to you know celebrate life with all my close friends that I have, whether they live in Montreal, Saskatoon, Vancouver, wherever it is, you know, just celebrate life. And even though we might not see each other every day, you know, try to keep in contact every, you know, once in a while, once every two, three weeks. And, you know, just being able to talk to my parents and my brother every day, you know, a lot of people don't have that privilege. I... Absolutely love that. Just catching up with my parents, my brother. And, you know, even this podcast, it's helped me so much because I can just talk and talk and talk and talk. And, you know, there's still some listeners out there listening to my rant and ravings. Yeah, there's, you know, there is a lot to be thankful about. Obviously, you know, there's so many things in life that gets you down and just comes at you. And, but, you know, for the most part, life, you just got to take it as it is and just enjoy it because. You know, what What was that quote that Ferris Bueller always said? Which one? 
Um, he's like, he said, life moves pretty fast. And if you don't stop and look around once in a while, you can miss it. So <laughs> it's very true. You know, that that's a good movie uh, for Bueller's Day Off. If you haven't seen it, watch it. But that quote, as cliche as it is, is true. We'll live up to it. <laughs> so, Andres, what are you looking forward to for this upcoming week? Uh, for this upcoming week, I'm really excited to do play some Ultimate Frisbee. Um, though the rec league is going to be short because Omicron decided to screw up everyone's plans. Uh, but we still get to play Ultimate Frisbee, so I am very uh, very, very excited for that. Uh, who knows what the plans will be for some patties, but those are the two things I'm excited for. How about you, Prashik? Absolutely, yeah. St. Patrick's is this um, coming Thursday, I believe. Uh, yes. Probably won't do anything, obviously, but still, it'll, it'll be exciting to see all the green, you know, people wearing green and seeing people drink green beer. It brings me back to the days of U of S where we Went for Toonie Tuesday as in, uh, at Louis. Mm -hmm. So fun time. But, like, you know, like I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, March, honestly, for me, is really boring because there's no long weekends. There's not much happening. It's kind of that dreadful month for weather-wise, too. It's been snowing a lot, but then it melts all, and then it snows a whole bunch of it again, again, then melts again. So I believe it's going to rain and snow a lot this next couple of weeks. So just got to get past March. And, you know, just look forward to the spring. Uh, they counting down the days for that. Exactly. So, Andreas, where can the listeners reach out to us if they want to rant to us about life? Uh, you can reach out to us on our Instagram and our Twitter, the Two Average Brown Podcast. You can always find us there and we'll be more than happy to listen to you. Absolutely. Like always, you know, if you have any comments, concerns, questions, or crybaby stuff, or you you know you just want to talk to us about life let us know and we'll be happy to have you on so reach out to us any way you can talk to us rant to us you know we're always there for you exactly uh but i am that thing for living it's us for a year we really appreciate it uh but yeah that brings us to this week's episode um other than that, we'll catch you up next Monday with a brand new episode of the Two Average Brown Bros Podcast. Bye! See ya!